0: Welcome to the Real Health Real Talk podcast, my name is Ebony May and this podcast we discuss how you can achieve real health. I share my own experiences and interview some pretty amazing people. Three years ago I was stuck in a vicious cycle of hating my body, bad dieting and having nowhere to turn. There is no one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to health so let's find what works for you. My passion and purpose in life is inspiring girls to feel good in and about their bodies. Now, if you're ready for some Real Talk, sit back and enjoy. Welcome to episode two of the Real Health Real Talk podcast. In this episode, I interview my friend Miranda, who is the founder and owner of the Goddess Emporium in Albury, New South Wales. So we talk about all things crystals. Now, it doesn't matter if you're a beginner or you're well on your way to developing a pretty good collection. We talk about how to cleanse them, how to charge them, and even how to choose your crystals. It may be strange that I'm talking about crystals on a health podcast, but it's something that's really helped me along my health journey. And I think that if you open up to what we have to say and have an open mindset, then they could really help you along your health journey as well. Miranda is a dear friend and I love doing this interview, so I hope you enjoy it just as much. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. I'm your host, Ebony May, and today I'm here with my friend, Miranda. Miranda, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: That's all right, thank you for inviting
0: me. For the people who don't know you very well, can you please give us a little bit of background about who you are and what you like to do?
1: Well, my name's Miranda Greeley and I currently own and run a store in Albury called the goddess emporium where we host a lot of local made products and cut our own crystals we have lots of crystals and do women's empowerment things we do kinesiology we do a whole heap of different workshops
0: Amazing. That's so exciting. So Miranda has a real wealth of knowledge when it comes to crystals and everything alike. So that's really why I wanted to have her on the podcast today because this podcast is all about my story of how I achieved real health and the different aspects of my journey. And firstly, I was really dubious about crystals. I didn't really know much about them, but they have become an integral part of my health journey. Miranda, um, can you just explain briefly about crystals and how they have different properties and aren't just pretty rocks, which I think a lot of people think they are?
1: Yeah, um, crystals are, are gorgeous. They're they're one of nature's remedies. I suppose to to put it into a different idea, it's a bit like homeopathy. Um, everything everything has its own energetic properties depending on what it's made up of and its chemical composition. Um, so it's not just Hairy, fairy, crazy people talk. It's also based in in science as well. Mm -hmm. So when you think like, for an example, I'll give you a stone, you've got something like a lepidolite. Now, lepidolite we give to people who have anxiety or energetic issues related to emotional health, um, a lot of worry, a lot of stress. And if you look at the chemical makeup of that, It's made up of of lithium. It's a crystal with its basis in lithium, which is also what the doctors would give to a a patient um, who was having similar kind of issues. Crystals work in in a vibrational sense, like homeopathy. So for people that open up to the energies of things and what's going on and really put their intent and ideas into things, crystals can be a really, really great way of aiding in changing the vibrational energy of of what you need.
0: Mm, I'm so glad you said that too because I think a lot of people do think that it's like really hippie and airy-fairy and that there's no science behind it. But really, it would be a very old form of this kind of treatment.
1: Yeah, well, stones have been used by cultures for thousands and thousands of years. Egyptians, like the pharaohs, would wear lapis lazuli, which is all about um, divine communication and really divine guidance. And carnelian, which is a, a really high energy stone, really great for sacral, sacral chakra and any blockages that you've got there, uh, which would, of course, be really important to pharaohs in the time. But they've been used in Chinese medicine, in Hindu culture, which is six, 7,000 years worth of use it's just that um the west is now only starting to really understand and get back into a really old practice
0: yeah i love that you're actively teaching people that it's just new to us pretty much you know it's been used all over the world so now we understand that sort of foundation let's dive into a a few specifics about crystals can you give me your top three that really help with health every areas a little bit different and everyone's doing something
1: different or has something that they really need to work through but i've found most mostly black tourmaline is a staple it's all about grounding and protection helping to get rid of negative energies that are surrounding you or with you um, by helping to ground them and absorbing them Um, and that's black tourmaline rose quartz which is about universal love and acceptance so it helps people you know that possibly don't love themselves enough or love people around them enough, helps them to open a little bit, um, not to be so closed. And then you've got amethyst, which there's, there's a lot of different talk about amethyst, but historically it's known as the stone of sobriety, but it's not about not being able to drink alcohol or or not have effects from drugs. It's more about emotional sobriety. So mm-hmm. it's more about the ability to step back emotionally Um, for people to get really overwhelmed and then think with a bit of a clearer head so out of the out of all the stones I'd say those would be the top three that I would Mm. say would be the most popular and kind of the staples in everyone's crystal collection
0: yeah amazing I don't think I have any of the black tourmaline I should get some
1: black tourmaline's a real staple we've got some in store I'll 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 um, put a few pieces to the side for you
0: yeah hook me up I'll have to come grab some <laughs> so let's talk about beginning with crystals because as I said it's a little bit overwhelming because I think that it's not something that's really common talking about beginning crystals I know my first crystal you actually gifted to me it was the point of um, clear quartz so what was your first crystal
1: my first crystal oh I'm pretty sure it was some of the rocks that I picked up out of the river as a kid really I had a massive yeah, massive crystal collection when I was a kid. But most of them came from the local lapidary clubs in the rivers. So I had lots of local quartzers and jaspers,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: which are really good stones to start with. I mean, when you got me to pick three, clear quartz possibly should have been in that as an amplification stone. It is, it's an absolutely beautiful stone and it's my favourite stone. It's the one that I use the most. Mm-hmm. Um And I certainly like to gift to people that already have a really good energy and they just really need to amplify
0: themselves. Mm -hmm. If you could have one that you think probably everyone should have if they're looking on embarking on a crystal journey, so to speak, what's one easy stone or crystal that they can like start their collection with?
1: Well, I mean, clear quartz is great because I mean, as I said before, it's an amplification stone. But when people come in and there's been a lot of people in, in the past couple of weeks to the store that haven't really had anything to do with crystals before Mm -hmm. and I tell them walk around and see what really grabs you 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 innately know what it is that you want or want to work with and it surprises a lot of people what they pick because it's not the biggest it's not the prettiest it's not the sparkliest it's not their favorite color Mm -hmm. they pick they pick things that they don't even know why they pick them and then when we go through the properties of those stones or what's going on in their life, they can really see a major pattern yeah. as to why they've picked that stone. So, I've, I mean, for everyone, it's going to be different. Clear Quartz is beautiful because it is an amplifier. It is an amplifier of energy. It's a record keeper. They use it in watches and computers and they use it in heaps of different things. So, mm-hmm. Clear Quartz is always fantastic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's really interesting because I, yeah, I was just about to ask you um, how how's the best way to choose a crystal is. So you say it's like intuition based.
1: A lot of it's intuition based. A lot of people come in and they want to do it right, and so they want they want guidance and they want help. But the best way to do it is is off, off your own intuition. But in saying that, picking stones that you like is great, but also the stones that re- you really don't like and really don't attract you are also really important as well because they're, they're a lot of the times and places where you have blockages mm-hmm. and places in your life and energetically where you don't want to go, but you're probably going to have to sometime soon anyway. So so it works in it works in a number of different ways, what you're attracted to and what you're not attracted to, and then what's neutral. The things that are neutral that you could couldn't really care less about are a lot of times things in your life that are actually going quite well for you
0: yeah, so going into a shop is an experience in itself, isn't it? Because I know that some oh, people a- end up getting it online. Would you, would you suggest that even if you have to drive a little bit or whatever, just to go into a shop because being around all the different crystals and how you feel about different crystals is really quite therapeutic, it sounds like.
1: Oh, the crystal shops are always the best places to hang out and it's mm-hmm. surprising what attracts you and what doesn't attract you. I mean, there's a time and a place for everything. Uh, And I think crystal shops are a great place to go, especially if you're kind of not really sure what's going on and you need a little bit of help, you don't know what it is. It can really help you, even if you don't buy the crystal, just to know what you're attracted to and where the issues might lie. Online sales, I mean, it's great. If you know exactly what you want and you don't really care what you get as long as you get something in that vein, that's totally fine. But most people, I find, want to pick their own piece. They want to be able to sit with it or, or just feel it. Mm-hmm. And those people will always come into a shop.
0: I love how you always talk about the different properties with the people because I think that's so important. I think it's, you know, it's not just some a purchase where you walk in, you grab it and you purchase it and you leave. The way that you work with your clients and the people who are in your store is just like so unique and so perfect. adds to the whole experience, I guess, of getting the crystal. That's something else I want to talk about Thank because you. this is – Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> um, something that c- kind of baffled me when I first started um, diving into this crystal world was the things that you had to do with your crystals, I guess, like um, charging them, cleansing them. Can you talk a little bit about that, how they differ from each other and how it might differ between different crystals?
1: Yeah, I I work a little bit different to other people. So um, there's a lot of people that have really kind of blanket rules and you do this this and and when you get it you cleanse it and you do. we work a little bit different here um and f- same with the staff at, at the goddess emporium because we've got a number of staff cleansing isn't always the first step a lot of people say the moment you get your crystal you cleanse it um, and then you start to pr- process your intent and put your intent into your own crystal we give we have beautiful crystals. We put a lot of love and energy and time into our into our space, into our crystals and into the things that we do. So if someone gets a crystal and they feel it needs to be cleansed, by all means cleanse it. Sage, Palo Santo, uh, running water, salt, earth, they're all ways of cleansing crystals. Uh, okay. But if you feel good and you love your crystal and you feel that it has something really special in there, you don't need to necessarily cleanse that. Um, I do think that you should charge it and charging crystals depends on what kind of crystal, like some like black tourmaline and smoky, they love the earth. They really, really feel much better after you put them in some dirt for a little while. Um, some crystals like selenite and moonstone love love hanging out on a full moon. Rose quartz as well. And then there's some that really loves sunlight, like azestralite. I have a few pieces of that, but I've never felt anything like that when it literally buzzed in my hand after we had it out in the sun for an afternoon. Wow.
0: Uh,
1: it, it was an actual physical feeling. It's the first stone that I've ever actually physically felt. So mm-hmm. there's a there's a lot of different things that you can do with your stones, but it, it depends. Everything's really, really individual. It's like a person. There's no blanket rule for everyone as there isn't for stones as well.
0: hmm so, if I was to walk into a crystal shop and I'm really drawn to one crystal, like I like the way it looks, but maybe it's not feeling so good when I like pick it up and stuff, there's maybe a bad energy connected to it, that's when I would cleanse it? Yeah, yeah. Or if you feel it needs a little bit of something, um, everything's really
1: intuitive based. We've been brought up to think only with our heads, that with structures and rules and all these things, and we're not taught to feel. And mm-hmm. when you walk into a crystal stop, shop, this is like the opposite of everyday life. You, you feel your way. You've got to create your own self-confidence to understand that what I'm feeling, I'm actually feeling. Don't, you know, second guess yourself. Normally, the first things that come into your mind are the truth. Yeah. So it's all about how you feel. You can go, oh, I really love that crystal. And then you get at home and you're like, mm, I love it, but it feels a bit funny, or I really want to cleanse it. Or it comes into your mind, cleanse the crystal. Sometimes you want to work from scratch. Sometimes you want to program a crystal with your own intent and your own ideas and your own things, especially clear quartz. Mm-hmm. So cleanse it, start from scratch. But after cleansing, the most important thing to do is then imbue or use intent to create what that crystal is going to absorb. Mm -hmm. Because if you cleanse something and you leave it empty, then that will then just absorb whatever it is around it and so not necessarily what it is that you want to be doing with it. So it's whether you cleanse your house with sage or your crystals or whatever, whatever you're doing to cleanse something, the next step is almost the most important, what you fill that space, energy, crystal with. With the quartz I gave you, like, mm-hmm. I I thought that that was really gonna suit you and that was really gonna be the energy that you would like, and and I gave that to you. And the thing is, you can go home and cleanse that, and that's not gonna do any damage to your stone. But when you cleanse things, you get rid of the energies that it already has. Mm-hmm. And that that gifting energy and that that energy of you know, something that a part of me that I want to give to you, I think that's special in itself as well. So, and when I get things, I've bought off Etsy a. I've got a store on Etsy and I buy jewellery off Etsy and never, ever once have I had to cleanse it when I first got it. Yeah. I get it. And the energy of the person that has made it, that has sat there and put their love and time and effort into that piece and sent it to you going, oh, my God, I hope this person is going to love it as much as I do. I want that energy. I love that energy. It's one of the reasons that I use a platform like Etsy and I buy from a platform like Etsy because you've got so many – handmade products and there's a lot of love there's a lot of energy that goes into that 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 creates something just as good as the actual piece itself
0: yeah 100 i was gonna say to you i don't think i've ever needed or felt like i've needed to cleanse any of my crystals i don't think i have i often like leave them in the sun to charge and stuff like that but i've i've never felt called to actually cleanse them and i feel guilty sometimes when i see everyone doing it but you yeah you say like you just do what you feel like or whatever you feel, just do that. And, yeah, Yeah. I've never felt called to cleanse them, so I just never have.
1: Well, it's the same with our store. So when we first got our store, it's a very, very old place. It's one of the oldest buildings in Albury. Uh, And we saged it, we cleansed it. The thing is, it's what you do after that that makes the biggest difference. So we did that for for a week and every time we would cleanse, we would put in, um, we've got a special blend of essential oils that kind of, kind of, epitomise who we are and what we want to do in Mm -hmm. our store and we would burn that it's about mother energy compassion love understanding and acceptance of people in a non-judgmental way and so we burn this special um we burn these special oils or vaporize them now um, in our store to bring in that energy now we don't plan on using sage again if we don't need to We have calcite crystals dotted around the store which help cleanse energies. If we have a particularly negative vibe or something that we really can't let go of, we get at juniper. Juniper helps get rid of negativity and negative energies without cleansing and clearing a space, which is what sage does. So sage is fantastic if you want to start from scratch, but if you want to keep the energies in your crystals that you've already put in all that love and intent into, then I highly recommend... Things that work off negative that help get rid of negative energies, like juniper, Mm -hmm. like black tourmaline, like those kind of things. So you're not starting from scratch all the time.
0: Yeah, that makes sense too. Because if you've got if you've put all this time and love into creating this great energy, then why would you want to clear all of it? Like if there are tools that you can put in place to just take away the negative energy, then why would you clear everything? That's exactly
1: it. And that's so. As I said, I work a little bit differently from other people and, and I mean, you learn and people think that there's hard hard and fast rules that they have to do for everything, whereas this is something different. This is a different way of being. This is about your own intuition and trusting yourself, not necessarily the words and intentions of other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I cannot wait to go and see the shot. Like, I'm so excited. Well, we can't wait to have you in here either, Ebony. <laughs> You'll love it. I know, I definitely am going to love it. I can't wait. Um, So let's wrap this up with some quick cues. I have some questions um, to ask you, just some a little bit lighter, not as um, informative ones. But say tomorrow that you can only keep one of your crystals out of everywhere, so not just out of your home, out of your store, out of wherever else you keep them because I know you have so many. What is the one crystal that you would keep and why? (laughs) It's actually
1: the smallest one I've got. Really? Um, yeah, and it's it's new. We, we just got in 200 kilos of crystals and out of them I picked four and they were absolutely tiny. Red rutile, beautiful clear quartz with these amazing sharp red rutile pieces through it. Um, really high-power crystal that I just absolutely adore. So, yep, that would be the one. If it was tomorrow, that would be the one I'd keep tomorrow.
0: I love that you answered that so quickly. I thought that would be so
1: hard for you. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I actually, in my personal collection, I only actually have about seven crystals.
0: <gasps> oh
1: my I God, know. I'm so shocked by that. I know. I I work really well with a certain number of crystals. I'm really good at facilitating other people and I have tons and tons, but I don't necessarily need the energies of those pieces. Yeah. I really love to have them go to their right homes. I'm so I'm not actually a hoarder of crystals. I don't have tons and tons and tons. I have like seven.
0: Do they alternate as you go?
1: Yeah, some of them um, after a while find new homes. I do have some more in jewellery, but I mean the piece that I'm personally wearing today is the same one that I've had for twelve years that I wear on and off, just wow. a strand of lapis. Yeah. Um. So. I get into – there's a number of pieces that have been with me since my first piece of selenite, uh, which I've had with me since before I had children, so for about 22 years. I got it from a Psychic Expo in Albury when I was really young. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one of my pieces that hasn't – will always be with me. Um, and the other ones come and go. Sometimes they find a new home with someone else and then sometimes I pick up another one fairly soon afterwards. Uh but, yeah, my, my personal collection is actually very small.
0: I love that. I lo- and it just reflects how you are at that time, I guess, because, you know, they can come and go. And do you often feel called, do you ever feel called, sorry, to, like, um, pass on one of your personal crystals to someone else because they might need it? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes, I do. And that's why I suppose I've only got seven. Uh, over Over the years, there's been a lot more in my personal crystal collection. But I must say... There's there's always silver linings to everything, and I had an ex partner who didn't understand my love of crystals, and would sell my personal collection. Oh and my goodness! I know, and I, it was really hard to get through that, but it learnt, it taught me about letting go as well. And a lot of them, those pieces, I didn't actually need or use. They were part of well, who I thought I was, mm-hmm. and and that's not exactly true. So eh, that. That at the time felt like a very negative experience but in the end it was actually a really positive one and now I just keep the things that I need because law of attraction, everything that you really need to have with you will come to you and so if you need to give something away right now, that's fine because it
0: will come back to you later tenfold. Yeah, 100%. I, can't, I could not agree with that more and knowing i guess that there's you go through seasons and there's might be a, per, a certain crystal that's really aligned with you and really helps you at one point that you might grow out of you know there might be someone yeah. else who needs it more and understanding that i think is really important
1: yeah yeah and and it is at the moment for us here fluorite ah fluorite for everything fluorite is walking out the door and everyone's loving fluorite and it's a stone of structure and organisation and building a shop. It's certainly been really, really integral to, mm-hmm. to working in the shop and we've got some amazing pieces that we've brought in to help us do that, which are now in the stall. But, yeah, for this point in
0: time too, yes,
1: yeah, we're major energy stones.
0: Amazing. So next question, what is the strangest slash funniest myth that you've heard about crystals?
1: <laughs> oh, look, you hear so many things. And the things that I find most funny, probably probably other people won't 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 be as impressed by. Uh, but the fact that people believe that it's just it's just a rock, there's nothing special about it, yeah. or that scientifically it has no use, we use crystals in everything. We use them in manufacturing and of all kinds. We use them in technology. We use them in computers. Like we use. Gold and copper and silver, and we use all of these things because they all have different properties. And the idea that us as energetic beings, which is scientifically proven through physics now, we are energetic be- be- um, beings. We have biofields. We have energy, energetic pro- properties. How then that these wouldn't have any effect on us at all? Yeah. Is is I suppose currently it's it's probably the funniest thing of all. And each to their own. We don't push anything on anyone. People can come in and buy a rock because they think it looks pretty. Mm-hmm. People can come in and say it's a load of hocus pocus and walk out. Like that's that's completely up to them. But it is—it's quite funny the ideas that people have in their head sometimes.
0: When you're open to learning about it, then that's when all like the magic happens, and you can really like appreciate it. Yeah, it's the key to any
1: of the anything energetic, anything. You have to be open. And the moment that you're open, you start to receive, whether it's energetic properties from crystals or from the grass and the electrons. I'm barefoot at the moment out in the backyard. um, The (laughs) electrons coming up through the ground and the grass and, and the energy exchange with the earth. Like there's all these there's all these different things and if you're not open and you're going to sit there like a turtle and decide not to feel anything and only to live by a certain structure then that's how your life's going to be and you're not going to get anything out of anything just Mm. because other people and there's a lot of people that come in that that understand things on a much different level to what I do too does that mean that they're not right and I am? no. We know like 1% of a puzzle that's bigger than we can even imagine and everyone has a different understanding and 99% of their understandings are all correct for their own perspective and for that own small piece of their puzzle. And so it's not until you open up and accept that there are multiple views and multiple planes of understanding and that you can then open up and begin to understand the stuff in your own space. Yeah. If that makes any sense.
0: Oh, no, 100%. And it's the law of attraction as well, because if you're constantly thinking, this is stupid, this is not going to work, this isn't real, then of course it's not going to benefit you. Like, how is some sort of energy meant to, like, if you're not open to it, how is it meant to benefit you in any way? Yeah, Um, Yeah, it's not going to. Next question. What is the greatest book that you have read about crystals um, or a guide about crystals and um, that you would recommend for beginners? I
1: would say Judy Hall's Crystal Bible. Other than that, if you can get a, your hands on a copy of The Healing Path of Crystals by The Future of Light, that'll be the best crystal book you'll ever own.
0: Amazing. I'll have to look into it. I love reading stuff like that. Okay, so when I see you in your shop or places like that, it's pretty clear to see that you're like living your passion like I feel like or purpose should I say like this is what you were meant to do how do you do you agree with that and how did you get to this point?
1: Uh, my my kids created my life I think um, I was I was floating around I was kind of just working a lot in hospitality and traveling and not really knowing what to do at all until I had my kids and they really grounded me and they taught me things that I just, I had no spiritual idea um, before I had my children who really, who really changed my life dramatically and made me start feeling and thinking from a different place. Everyone believes that our head is the centre of everything but I've found it's actually our third and smallest brain And our stomach and our heart or those areas are the two bigger ones. And once I started really going with my gut feelings and doing things that everyone else in the world thought was really bloody strange, uh, I found that I was happier. Things were just coming to me. The right things were happening. I would never have imagined as a kid that I would own a cave in Spain trying to build a women's retreat um, and barefoot, hippie, crystal lady in the middle of Aubrey. Like it just, it wouldn't have even popped into my brain that that would have been what I was going to do with my life. Mm-hmm. So I think, <laughs> as funny as it sounds, stopping think, and thinking, I stopped thinking and started feeling and I found that my life worked a lot better and a lot of the stuff that I didn't like about my life Kind of fell to the wayside and and disappeared a lot.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel like kids are such a good um, role model in some ways because they, all kids are like so happy and vibrant and stuff. It's because they don't care about what like the status quo is. They don't care about, you know, what the set rules or how to behave in certain areas. Like they sort of just like go with it and they do what they feel is good. And we lose that growing up.
1: Yeah, we do. We we get more into the functionality of society and how we're supposed to be. Whereas my children, I don't know about other people's children because I haven't spent that much time with them as I do with my own. But they knew things. That my daughter was the. She would tell you who was going to call on the phone. She told me that her brother was coming and even named him. And instead of me telling her that that wasn't possible, and and that that was crazy because. You know, in my head, I kind of thought that a lot, except she was right all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just let her go. And I said, oh, okay, and just let it go. And that that disappeared a little bit as she got older, but it started to make me think about the reality of who we are and what we are. And then when my son came through, and he's he's a handful for anybody that knows us, and he spends a lot of time here at the shop with us because he's not in school full time. Um, and he came through with such a strong, vibrant personality with all these thoughts and ideas that certainly didn't correspond with my own, uh, and it makes you it makes you begin to think where that comes from and how that's created when the only real people that he has around him well at the time as a single mother was was me and his sister
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and and so I suppose that's how how my children helped create the person that I am now they made me they made me think and feel and and not particularly listen to the things that other people were saying around me but paying attention to who they were as people which hadn't – I thought you would create your own kids, that you'd tell them what to do and then they just do that and then that's who they become. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, that's not how it works.
0: <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> so, that's so amazing. Um, so last question, if you weren't doing crystals – doing crystals – if you weren't – working with crystals and clients and helping them to find their right crystals and all of the other things that you do, what would you be doing?
1: Oh, I remember that soul brunching. The first thing I wrote down, I'd be the Prime Minister of Australia. I'd be in politics, I think. I think that if my life didn't turn the way that it did, that I would somehow, I'd still be creating structures and helping people, but on a different scale I think and it would be possibly in, in the realm of politics and, well, I'm not dead yet, we could still see the Crystal Queen of Albury become the Prime Minister of Australia. Like it, it, Oh, it, my you know. gosh, I'll
0: vote for you. <laughs>
1: thank you very much, Ebony.
0: <laughs> okay, thank you so much for this interview. I've enjoyed it so much. Can you please talk to us about where we can find you on social media and also about your store and the things that you have in store at your store in Albury?
1: Okay, well, on social media, we have the Goddess Emporium Facebook page mm-hmm. and we also have our Instagram account, the Goddess Emporium, as well. We have a Twitter, but I don't use that, so we won't go there. Neither do I. And, <laughs> and, and what else? What else is social media? I have I have some some of my staff members that help me with social media because I'm a little bit old and I'm not as good at it as what they are. (laughs) We also have our online Etsy store as well. And then in-store, we're in 548 Olive Street, which is the old spider's costume hire building across the road from the police station in Albury. And we have crystals, we have jewellery, we have botanical handmade soaps from scratch, which are stunningly fantastic. We have a heap of different books um our card orders coming in soon so we'll have oracle and tarot cards we have workshops so this week's quiet because we're getting through all the teething problems that we had in the first week Uh, but we've had kinesiology feng shui meditation uh we've got regular art classes and painting we um workshops and some of those are free, some of those it's so people can get an idea and a feel for the things that they might want to try either in our store or in, within the wider community. Uh, we have two special workshop rooms out the back which have been hand-painted by local artists, so they've got murals all over the walls. We do lots of different things and soon we'll begin to do a number of Tree Sisters things, which Tree Sisters is a UK charity uh, mm-hmm. who I've been donating to for mm, about five or six years. And 80% of what they do is reforestation. Uh, They're now planting 2.9 million trees a year. And the other 20% is women's empowerment groups, which is some of the stuff that we'll be starting in um, in our workshop rooms very, very soon.
0: That's so amazing. I want to congratulate you also on the, this space that you've created. And it's just, it's, it's going to do so well because it's just going to be a place where people can come and, like, you know, have you there to the, whatever they're feeling, feel through it and, you know, get, get a crystal or just get some guidance from you because you truly do have a gift and your purpose is to help people and facilitate and all those sorts of things. So I just can't wait to get down there.
1: Oh, thank you. And you'll actually love the staff members that we have too because they've been picked specifically for their ability to care about others and their understanding and knowledge. So we have not just myself, but we have a couple of really, really amazing staff members in here um, and a few people that come in and, and hang out and I suppose volunteer Because they hang out and they do the same kind of things, even though they're not actually our staff members. (laughs) So it is a really, really beautiful space with Mm -hmm. lots of different people in here that really just want people in the local area to be happy. We want people to understand that if they're unhappy, that they can change that and they can fix that by creating a few changes within their own lives and actually actively seeking something different.
0: That's so amazing. The world needs more places like that just for people to come and learn how to be happy.
1: That's exactly what this store is about and that's why we have our workshops um, and we do all different kinds of things and we're helping support local people too who come in, can do talks to talk about who they are and what they do so people can come in and just... Try something different and if something piques your interest or something really pulls you, you can come in. You can give it a shot. You can see what it's all about and whether you continue to do workshops in our shop with that or move to the people in the local area that do the same thing, you know, that's fine by us because the happier and more energetically positive the, the people are around us in our environment, the more they lift everyone else as well.
0: Exactly, and that's that's what it's all about. Thank you so, so much. This has been so enjoyable. Um, is there anything you would like to add before we wrap up?
1: I don't think so. Thank you so much for thinking of me, Ebony. This has been my first ever podcast and it's been very enjoyable.
0: Oh, I'd love to have you on. I can't wait for people to hear it. We'll talk to you very soon.
1: Okay. Thank you very much, Ebony. Have a really good day.
0: You too. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you liked this episode, feel free to go and leave me a podcast review. If you want to hear more from me, then pop over to Instagram and follow me at Ebcoatsworth. Thank you so much for listening. And until the next episode, I wish you happiness and real health.